Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahemuli Jr. Joining us today, as always, well, as often as he can, the digital deacon himself, Mr. Sean Walker. Good to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. How was your holiday? Uh, it was a holiday. It was there. Um, so my bosses don't know this yet, but uh, I've secretly been out of town for about two and a half weeks before Christmas. <laughs> um, but one one of the one of the beauties of working for the internet is anywhere there's a Wi-Fi connection, you can also work. You can. You are everywhere and nowhere. I'm both everywhere and nowhere at once. Um, you are um, everything and nothing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, no, no, but in serious, in all seriousness, uh, you actually joined me for part of the trip. Yeah. I spent some time in, uh, fabulous Boise, Idaho. Lovely home of the potato. Yeah. Home of the potato, home of Spuddy himself. Uh, so shout out to the famous Idaho potato bowl. Shout out to Zach Wilson, who I think is now 22 of 22 passing in that game. They keep going up even when the game's not being played. Some say he's still passing to this very day. That's the legend. It's good to have you back, Sean. And also joining us. Uh, where from where they don't celebrate Christmas, Zach Hicken. We celebrate Christmas in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's just in July. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, of the uh, international date line or something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's just Newfoundland. No, that's that's the best part about being Canadians. You get two Christmases, two Thanksgivings, two Christmases. Wow. And poutine. <laughs> and poutine. And poutine. Three um, wait, guys, why are we not doing this podcast live from Canada? Why are we not eating poutine while we're doing this? Also, because we get Boxing Day. You just celebrate Boxing Day. You get Boxing Day as well. Which is where you all unbox your iPhones? No. Actually, what you do is there's a big national boxing tournament. Oh, okay. Okay. Last man standing. And so, what? You, yeah, it's the last man standing, and everyone gathers around, like, TVs. Like, it's seriously the biggest sporting event in Canada wow. for the entire year. It's Incredible. bigger than the Grey Cup, okay? <laughs> it's bigger than the Grey Cup. It's bigger than the Stanley what about Cup. The Moose I w- Cup. I would say is it bigger than the Stanley Cup Finals, but we all know that a Canadian team hasn't been to that. <laughs> but, in, hey, like in hey, your lifetime. Soon. Hey, so. soon. let's not talk about that. Okay. <laughs> also, they're all Canadian teams because all the guys that play on the teams are either Canadians or Russians. Okay, nah, that's true. That's so, not inaccurate. That is not inaccurate. So, Boxing Day. It's the biggest sporting event in Canada. Bigger than the Grey Cup. Yeah. Um, I think last year's champion uh, was uh, the. Um, the horse. Oh, uh, yeah, Rocco. Rocco the horse. No, <laughs> it wasn't Rocco the horse. It was Rocco Staccato. He <laughs> okay. won the. Uh, he, he is in. Uh, he's from the uh, Italian area of, uh, like any of great boxer. Canada. Yeah, the Italian. Sure. Uh, the inner city. <laughs> the inner city of Toronto. <laughs> so little Italy in Toronto. Incredible. Um. So guys, I. You may be wondering why I've, I've called you here today. It is the end of the year. That's good. The end of the year is good because it's been a long ace year for It me. has been a long year. Uh, end of football season. End of most of the sports that matter. End of the most important <laughs> sports, namely football. Um, so, you know, I think we should have our after hours uh, year in review. Um, what do you guys think? I I think that sounds like a great idea. Um, where should we start? Can Can you remember what happened in 2018? It's been 
How about I mean, this? It's, it's been quite the year. Do you guys want your mind to be blown? Do I ever? Uh-oh. There was an Olympics <laughs> in 2018. What? Yeah, it's true. Uh, no, there wasn't. Yes, there was. <laughs> Allegedly. A real Olympics? The Pyeongchang Winter yeah, Olympics. Yeah, like a Winter Olympic Games. That KSL actually sent reporters <laughs> to, like, that was broadcast on KSL. There was an Olympics. Holy I completely crap. forgot. If you didn't wake up at 2 a.m. to watch almost every event, though, that's understandable. But it did happen. The Olympics happened. That's and incredible. I am one of those idiots who did wake up at 2 a.m. to watch pretty near every event. But are you also one of the idiots that forgot the Olympics happened in 2018? So I did I did legit had to be reminded, but I was actually having this conversation about a week, a week ago. I, I um, had this conversation with uh, Matt Glade a week ago, and he was wow. like, whoa. Yeah. He goes, that's right. Yeah, that was this year. After I saw I, I have to give credit mind. to Twitter. Yeah. Because that's where all of my original thoughts come from. That's fair. They're that's where most Twitter. do. That's you where know what else do. happened this year? You had a child. I had a child. <laughs> I started an internship here. You were an in intern. 2018. <laughs> I was an intern and then got hired. It's been a year, it's folks. It's been pretty crazy. It's been yeah. quite the year. Um, what a time to be alive. What a time. Uh, so you, know, you know who else has had a great year? Who? This is called a transition in your guys' business. I'm still <laughs> learning <laughs> these, so segue. i got to point it out. Uh, you know who else had a really good year in 2018? Who? Puka Nakua. Oh, yeah. Puka Nakua was around in 2018. I'm calling that Puka Nakua music because he just quest completed right now. Puka, um, Puka freaking hacked the game. No, he didn't just complete the quest. He did the bonus quest 100%, and he did it in record time, okay? Yeah. It's like when someone does like a speed run. Uh-huh. On Mario 64 and gets like all 120 stars yeah. in like eight minutes or something like that. He shattered it. He yeah. did it in like three and a half. If the high school football season was Nintendo 64, Puka Nakua was the golden gun. Okay. He could not be beat by Sim- Simultaneously the golden gun and the odd job. <laughs> and with, with the golden gun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it, he, he had an incredible year. How many records did he break, Sean? Six. Six. Six state records. He set a bunch of school records. Uh, yeah, rewrote rewrote that Orem High record book. Yeah. Most importantly, state records in passing yards, uh, passing t- or not passing, yards, receiving yards, season. receiving touchdowns, receiving yards per game. Yeah, yards per game, um, career and season for yardage and touchdowns. Actually, broke the touchdown record in his final game at Rice Eccles Stadium. I think they threw the ball to him enough times that it was going to happen. Yeah. Like, they, it, it took a little there while. There came a, a point where there were like three guys on him, and they just kept throwing the ball his way because he had just to break because, the record. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing that was funny is a kid in the 1A game set the record the week before in the 1A state championship. Mm. Shout out to you, Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes was the quarterback. Wide receiver was the one that oh, said the, the receiver. I, I forget yeah, his yeah. name off yeah. the top of my head, but um, that's what happens when. You don't set the state record. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, Puka broke it the next week. Yeah. And uh, he also set the record for having the coolest name, I think, of anyone. Yeah. Receiver or otherwise. Puka, by the way, in Hawaiian, is like a hole. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. You, you've, like, heard of Puka shell necklaces. Wait, wait, like a hole with an H or with a W? With an H. Like ah. a... So like a hueco. Like yeah, like a hueco. <laughs> like a hueco. Because <laughs> uh, I remember my grandma would say, like, if you had a hole in your 
jeans or something, she'd be like, there's a puka in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really funny. Um, he's like a black hole because he just sucks everything up that he comes his is. way. That's Every true. single football. Yeah, no, he kind of is. It's true. There's not a single ball that can't be caught by this guy. It's so, insane. yeah, uh, like uh, I think he's the biggest story that we saw in uh, 2018 in prep sports. I think we're all in agreement with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there there were – and <laughs> Utah produces some amazing high school football players and even a lot that kind of fly under the radar, I think, especially nationally, mm-hmm. every year. Uh, but what Puka Nakua was able to do, not just this year, but last year – uh, even a little bit when he burst on the scene as a sophomore is just absolutely incredible, and just completely turning around an Orem High program that had been dormant for so long. They were irrelevant. When yeah, I they played. really were. And and he took them. He pretty much carried the him and Cooper Lagas quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I should give props to Cooper. Um, they pretty much carried Orem to back-to-back state titles, which is something that had never been done both in the history of Orem High School and Lincoln High School before. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Is it possible, or do you do you think this is accurate, that every every school to start like a legacy has to have like a core of kids that not only plays well and executes and all that stuff, but it, they make kids want to join them. They make kids want to come to that school. Oh, yeah, 100%. Is Puka and Cooper, that uh, are they that nucleus that will actually start a – legacy you know year after year strong orem high team that competes well let's see um the best junior in the state moved from saint george and of all the places that he could have ended up in utah or salt lake county he ends up in orem his mom just happened to get a job at byu yeah moving them to orem but he could have also ended up in provo or lone peak in the alpine highland cedar hills area so, no, I mean I think I think success does attract success. Absolutely. Um and especially when you have this little thing, this little bugger called open enrollment <laughs> here in, in Utah High School Sports and yeah. the State Office of Education. Um I think success does attract success. And it's it it'll be really interesting to see what Orem coach Jeremy Hill can do with that program um now moving forward because Puka's graduating. He's allegedly committed to USC. For now. Uh, for now, uh, his older brother's at the U. I'm just going to float that out there. Um, and Cooper Lega is graduating. He was mm-hmm. also a big part of their success. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple of offers, Utah State, BYU among them. Um, he's got a brother coming home from a mission who's going to enroll at BYU. Um, he's actually, I found out, he's been back since June. He had thyroid cancer. Yeah, had he to got come cancer. Back home early. Yeah, yeah, but he's all clear. Uh, and we actually, when we talked to uh, Cooper... When he was awarded the 4A Game Night Live Player of the Year, he said that Cooper's all good, or excuse me, Gunner is all good, and he's enrolling at BYU in uh, in January. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where Orem kind of goes from here. Well, and they kind of have a. Uh, sorry to kind of cut you off, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off and segue into what might be the second biggest story for high school. Indeed, is they have. A bigger challenge next year, stepping up to 5A. A lot of people said that they should have been in the 5A classification after what they did in 2017 in the 4A classification. So now they're moving up to 5A, but guess what? They actually have a legitimate shot because um, of the the four teams that went to um, Rice-Eccles in 5A, three of them are moving up to 6A in Sky Ridge, 
Corner Canyon and Roy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind Excuse of Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. I think you mean reigning champion Corner Canyon. Excuse me. Reigning 5A champion <laughs> Corner Canyon is moving up to 6A and um 5A is kind of open a little bit and yeah. Orem has depending on what they're able to do um if they're able to reload at a couple key positions they have a good chance to make it a three-peat. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. They do lose a huge portion of that senior class, like Sean was saying, spearheaded by Puka and uh, Cooper. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see with what this realignment brings. 6A is an absolutely loaded, especially on the re- in Region 3 and Region 4. Oh, absolutely. They're absolutely loaded. Region 1 has like eight or nine teams in it. Um, but Region 4 is just going to be – it's going to be a battle to see who can get home field advantage through the playoffs because mm-hmm. you have defending 6A champion Lone Peak. You have 6A runner-up runner American <clears throat> Fork. You have Pleasant Grove who made the um, the semifinals in 6A. You have Sky Ridge who made it to the 5A state championship. They were the runner-up. And 5A champion Corner Canyon all in the same region. Yeah. Plus Westlake. I'm sorry, and Westlake. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, man. Sorry, Westlake. So you have arguably five of the six best teams in the state, five of the seven best teams in the state Mm -hmm. in one region where only four people can come out. That's going to be a fun season next year. Absolutely. Yeah, and a really really big part of that move from Region 4 was, remember, uh, perennial power Bingham has been in Region 4 for the past three-year realignment cycle. And they were getting moved to Region 3. That's been pretty well established, pretty well documented for about a year or so. Um, so it almost seems like, oh, Region 4 is probably going to get a little more competitive because you're pulling B- Bingham out of it. But, but instead, you pull Bingham out, and then you bring in Corner Canyon, and you bring in Sky Ridge, and all of a sudden it's just as loaded as ever. And now Region 3, um, guys, for the next three years, we get an annual regular season region matchup between Bingham and East. It's going to be epic. How much fun is that? It's great. Uh, we should give a shout-out as well to Region 1 that Zach mentioned, the Northern Utah schools with uh, two more teams than any other league. So that'll be a little crowded. Um, and then Region 2 is also playing football, question mark? It's a region. Yeah. yeah. Cypress, Granger, Hunter, it's, Kearns, t and West yeah. Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, West uh, Jordan basically is going to run away with guys, that every yeah. year. Don't don't doubt the power of Isaiah Afatasi Kearns. Oh, excuse me, sorry, I didn't yeah, hear Kearns. Don't, Kearns, don't doubt. defending Region Two champion is going to possibly repeat. Maybe question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can keep their players. So anyway, we won't go through every single region, but I think you're right, Zach. I think that's absolutely that was kind of an over sort of an overshadowing principle over this entire high school football season. Yeah, was. You know, we're back to the regular realignment cycle. How are things going to shape up for the coming years? And there's a lot that certain parents and coaches are upset about, which is their right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the re- the UHSA realignment committee probably did more good than harm with their realignment. Again, it's not perfect. Sure. It's far from perfect. Um but I would just remind everybody, it's really, really hard to please everyone. Um, they pretty much did away with the 1A classification combined, bumped up some of the larger 2A schools into 3A, um, combined 1A and 2A in there. So now 1A and 2A actually look a little bit more um, fully fleshed out, 
mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. 3A is really so competitive. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. 3A is a good. Yeah, 3A is going to be really deep. 3A is going to be really deep. 4A got poached a little bit, but with schools like Orem getting as big as they were, uh, I mean, it, it's hard to keep them where they were. All of a sudden, we're back to kind of Region 9 and everyone else. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe the Cash Valley schools step up next year. It's possible. Uh-huh. Um. But, yeah, I mean, you're not going to please everybody. I think they please more people than are upset, Mm -hmm. this realignment committee. So, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to. No, you go ahead. I was going to say the the realignment cycle is kind of like the pride cycle. You know, you get, get like, one year of confusion. Sure. Anger, being upset, people cursing the decision makers, (laughs) per se. You get a year of adjustment. And finally, things settle down. You get used to it. You, you're getting used to your new rivals. You kind of have that little bit of hate because you have some history with them, and it all gets mixed up again. Yeah. Uh, another, like a good example of that mixing up is, uh, which is another story from this high school year. You know, brand new school pops up in Davis County. Hail uh, to the Phoenix. Yeah, the Phoenixes. <laughs> wow. The, <laughs> the yeah, the Farmington Farmington High School. Uh, they, you know, are smack dab in the middle of Farmington now, which drew like, which drew from Viewmont kids and from some Davis High kids, um, which is crazy. Uh, I I think, well, they obviously needed a school out there because West Farmington's just growing like crazy, and Davis High, or Davis County schools are have always been big. They've all been five A, six A, and so and big I will operated. say. And I will say it's about time for Farmington High School. Uh, did you know Farmington was founded in 1847, the year of our Lord, the year of uh, it was one of the, it was one of the very first cities settled. Oh, wait, is that um, is, by white settlers? Is this where Brigham Young said this is the place? And I mean, pretty close. Probably pretty close. right down so at uh, yeah. Farmington Station, right where Lagoon is. Yeah, right, right where Lagoon is. This is the place. <laughs> Waited out to the middle of the lagoon and said, "This is the place. We will build an amusement park. This here. is where we will build the Cyclops. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. The white roller coaster, <laughs> which is like brown now. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, one of the oldest cities in in Utah slash the territory of Deseret. I'm amazed that it took them that long to get a high school. I know, incredible. It's yeah, it's much needed, very That's very true. much needed. I mean, there's a reason why they opened up and were immediately one of the larger high schools in the state. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. there. So, shout out to Farmington. Shout out to former BYU tight end Danny Coates, first head coach and Farmington yeah. uh, Farmington High history. Who they made the playoffs in the first year. Yeah, and it. It was a really impressive turnaround in, in, within the season, encapsulated yeah. within the season. I went to their first game. I think they got blown out like 56 to 14 or something like that. By Timpanogos. Timpanogos, yeah. yeah. Um, and that first week, I mean, revisiting that first week of high school football, it was wild because like all the games were either put on lightning delay or canceled. Oh, yeah. Because we had absolutely wild weather. And so I remember um, I was just at the first half of that game, and I think – Timpanogos was up like 35 to seven at that point yeah. when I left and I was supposed to hit like another couple of games and I get to Juan Diego, which is where I was supposed to be at. And there's like no one there. And I'm like, what is what going is on? And it turns out the game was canceled and it just, it kicked off a crazy, crazy season for us. And um, I mean, I want to give props to all of us in this room, everyone else that we work with we did a great job this season. Yeah. It was covering. Hectic. Prep football, prep volleyball, prep soccer, uh, 
track and well, I guess track and fields in the spring. Excuse me, cross country though. Yeah. Um, we did a great job. A lot of great coverage, um, and we hit literally as many schools as we could. We didn't get all of them, but we yeah. got pretty darn close. Yeah. If we if we didn't hit your school enough, go ahead and uh, add us on Twitter at JJ Sports Beat. Um, yeah, send all your complaints to at JJ Sports Beat on Twitter. Yeah, but this I'm it just makes me more excited for this upcoming season. I think uh, you know there's after a, lot... a break. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give our arms and brains a rest because it's been crazy. Fingers but... and fingers. <laughs> Editing fingers. But uh, next, but next season, I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna me and Zach have some. Uh, ideas cook in of things that we want to do at, at yeah. the games it's gonna be sweet um so stay tuned for that um but yeah it's been a, it's been a real high school awesome high school uh sports year and uh we're happy we could be part of it um but yeah thanks for listening to uh sports beat after hours we're gonna be cranking these out uh almost every day this week couple couple in uh one day yeah we'll have a. Uh, Let's stay post to our feed later today. We'll have Utah State. Tomorrow we'll have BYU and Utah. And then on Monday, we'll look at the Jazz season interview and uh, that rookie of the year race that apparently wasn't very blank and close, according nah. to Ben Simmons. But guess who has a shoe and who doesn't? More on that later. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys in, in a few. Shout out to Spida. <laughs> <laughs>